1230 WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. And uh, it's that time of month again. It's time for Andy Johnson from the Organ Center Donor Network. Andy Johnson, how you doing today? Hi, Lincoln. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm hanging in there, hanging in, hanging in. I, <laughs> I told you you would not make the walking club the day I, after I your birthday. It. I know. <laughs> I know. Kathy told me about myself. I blew it. But I'm, I will be there. Yeah. I will be there as my commitment before it's over. Yes, I will yes, be there. Yes. All right. So, uh, hey, this month, uh, June is Pride Month and uh, celebrating the LGBTQ community. Uh, the truth is... I guess the community been marginalized, uh, you know, yeah. the regulations on blood donation and things like that. So how does organ donation differ from uh, a blood donation? Uh, well, it's different in that um, people who um, identify as LBGTQIA uh, can absolutely register to be a donor um, and actually can um, donate their organs. Uh, it's, is a little bit different in that, um, for instance, if there is, let's say, there's a patient uh, who needs a transplant who has HIV, for example, um, if the, the donor is HIV positive as well, they can donate to that patient um, who's waiting a transplant. And that's just something, again, as I've talked about all of the medical advancements um, that have occurred in transplantation, that is something also that um, has evolved over the last few years after uh, just a lot of research and study. And so um, people of, pe all people should register to be donors is the bottom line. And you mm -hmm. can do that at lifepassiton.org. And so uh, even if, if, if a person has HIV, they still can get an organ from somebody. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Correct. And no matter your sexual orientation, you can be an organ donor. So that does not disqualify you. Now, June is also National Men's Health Month. Uh, it so, is. You know, men, you can't get them to go to the doctor. How are you going to get them to donate an organ? <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, a funny fact, um, men do not register to be donors um, as much as women do. Yeah, I, I figured and, that. I know. Um but the other part of that is, Lincoln, prevention um, and just preventative health. And, you know, with it being Men's Health Month, um, men need to remember, go to the doctor, get your annual physical. Something doesn't feel right. You need to go get that checked out and not wait. Um, again, I talk about kidney disease quite often, and African Americans suffer from a higher rate of kidney failure, and that's because a lot of times we're not getting to the doctor soon enough because the symptoms aren't—they're not quite—they're um, not quite so bad that we're kind of just rolling with it. But those are the those are the silent killers of our community. So we need to get to the doctor. We need to be proactive um, because if you walk into the dialysis centers, it is us who are hooked up to those machines. So we now, can prevent that. We can do better. Why do you think not as many men uh, volunteer to donate their organs as women? What do you? Why do you think that is? I just, I don't understand. Yeah. So I don't know. I think my my personal belief is that I think you know men um, kind of just a lot of times don't want to think about their own mortality. I mean, nobody really wants to think about that, but men in particular. So I think there's a little bit of that. 
So when you think about donation, obviously that, you know, that happens at the time of someone's passing. And yeah. so, you know, just like everything else, women are leading the charge. Oh, boy. You know, oh, what we boy. do. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Women are always out there. Now, right. if you donate an organ, is there any type of follow-up? What if you have, I mean, not that people have complications afterward, but do, is there any follow-up? Do you follow up on these people who donate their organs, uh, living so donors, talking, the living donors? I'm talking about the um, living donors. Yes. So they they have um, a physician that follows them through that whole process. And actually, I just um, was uh, with Liz Bonus earlier and had a, a woman um, who was a living kidney donor uh, six weeks ago. And she's doing great, um, but she has had regular follow-ups with her doctor, no complications, uh, actually came up to do the interview from Louisville, um, heading to the aquarium today. So, no, they, I mean, they, they get all the care um, that, they, that any patient would receive. Okay. All right. That's good to hear. Yeah. That's good to hear. All right. Uh, uh, once again, if you want to donate an uh Okay, somebody wanted to know, uh, the call they wanted to know, do you have to be vaccinated to donate? Um, I believe, I believe you do. I believe you do. Okay, okay. Um, so I, I don't, I can't say that with 100% yeah, certainty. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know in order to receive a transplant, you do have to be okay. vaccinated. Oh, okay. To receive, you have to be, but yes. you don't know uh, whether you have to be to give. Okay. Yeah, right. I would think that you would have to be vaccinated so that when you are being worked up for a, to be a living donor, that that would, you know, yeah. um, contracting COVID would not prevent you from doing that. So in my in my logical thinking, I would think the doctors would would want the the living donor to be vaccinated. All right, Andy and Johnson, we, and we need more living kidney donors. Yes. I can't say that enough. What's the website address? LifePassItOn.org, and you can also call UC Transplant to learn more about being a living kidney donor, as well as Christ Hospital and Cincinnati Children's Hospital. All right, Andy Johnson, great talking to you. Thanks. Thanks. Great talking to you, too. All right. All Take right. care. We'll see. All right. That's All right. Uh, Andy Johnson from the Life Center Organ Donor Network.